Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Alan, and as always, I'm here with your co-hosts, Brooke and Irene. This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, Do You Take This Man?, available on Amazon Prime. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, hey. Hey. It's another fun day here in Irene's dining room. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. Achoo. I sneezed. It is something to sneeze at. Why? Because I'm allergic to your cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Oh, the cat who's drinking out of the sink right now. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. like, mmm. Cake water. Mm. Cake water? No, I'm weird. I put a clean bowl in there and put water in it. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what he prefers. Oh, you're a good cat mom. Yeah. It's like... I was afraid he was dehydrated. <laughs> or trying to drink, drink out of the toilet. <laughs> Gross. So, I figured. That's a big problem if you don't flush it. Oh. Turd torpedo. Why is there cat vomit everywhere? It's true. That's not what's happening in this household. Good. The whole time? Is that what you just said? No. Oh. I thought you said that's not what's happening the whole time. Um, (laughs) I've turned over a new leaf starting in season two. I will not be talking about peeps or poops. I... Well, that's disappointing. I'm disappointed, and I also call bullshit. Uh, I'm turning. I'm. I'm going to be a new person by season two. She's turning over that new leaf because she's already wiped her butt with the other side. We'll see, Irene. I do have a funny story. <gasps> Wait, uh-huh. does this mean you're going to leave? You're not here on season two. No, I'm totally here on season two. Oh, well, I thought that's the uh-huh. only way you could stop talking about it. Oh well. <laughs> Speaking of, hashtag, about to say the word urine. So, <laughs> hashtag, about to say the word urine. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's That's, hear it. This is my life. So I was at work, and I was introducing myself to a person. Um, and I was like, yeah, so my name is Irene. And they straight up looked at me and said, Irene, that sounds like urine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like... Do they listen well, to this show? I was going to say, you're like, oh, have you heard the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it made me laugh really hard inside because I was like, why? Why, universe? Why who this- says that? Like, hi, I'm Irene. That sounds like urine. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm glad we've met. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, oh, all right. Thank mm. you for associating my name with that. Yeah, I do kind of like honest people like this. I have a friend who uh, they got a new job and they're in a uh, uh, a building. But it is so quiet there. She's like, I was afraid they could hear me farting in the bathroom. <laughs> and then she said, So I asked, and they couldn't. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd do. I know, right? These are the best kinds of people. That's what it takes to be my friend. I've got stronger requirements than Irene. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think you have friended a few people on your Facebook that are suspect. Oh. Okay. Well, like who? I'm not calling <laughs> out names. Why not? Because. It's not. You ain't turning over a new leaf till season two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hear that nitty gritty while we can get it. Um, no. 
Oh, I was, oh, for a minute, I thought she was going to get in. I got so excited. I was like, here it comes. Here it comes. Something Aww. awful that Irene here can't comes, take back. Here it comes. Here it comes. Megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> Megalodon. <laughs> you know, the cow says moo. What does the Megalodon say, Irene? <laughs> oh, my God. I like how you just had that on standby. <laughs> right. I was like, there was no, no hesitation. <laughs> right. The megalodon apparently is a knob gobbler. <laughs> no, he was just out of the water. <laughs> he was choking in midair. He tried to do that jump. He stepped on a Lego. <laughs> yes, jumped out of the water after stepping on a Lego. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so. Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Irene, you were going to talk to us about the contest. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So, come on, y'all. If you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, come on, y'all. Then you and have seen our Facebook page, and you have seen that we're trying to give you guys a good name that you got to pick. But we can't do that unless more people vote. That's right. And the contest is all you guys to do is. Suggest something or share and or share. Or and say which one is your favorite s- of those that have already been mm-hmm. suggested. Yes, Brooke is interrupting me. Oh. However. Oh. Sorry, I didn't know this. I didn't see the spotlight. I didn't know it was your moment. <laughs> this is my moment. I'll step back and I'll just cry in the rafters as you do such a good job. Thanks. I'm just affected, just like the greatest showman. This is the greatest show. Oh, Lord. I'm just going to cry. Go ahead. Okay, so. We need your votes so that we can give somebody $50 to see the movies. And Brooke is really acting like she's in the You're corner. Just, just hand her that tra- trapeze it's, that like shoots off. And it's beautiful. I don't know how we get anything done. I don't know. Go ahead. I'll, I'll be quiet. All right. So, like, vote, pick something that you like that's already there. Um, and you could potentially get $50 to spend at the movies well a gift card well or a gift card whatever <laughs> see this is why i gotta come in out of the out of the sidelines why is that um, we're not actually throwing out half benjamins anywhere <laughs> i don't know you'll get a hundred dollar bill cut in half <laughs> i don't know i don't it's completely useless i don't know who's on the 50 i don't see enough of those it might be hamilton Give me that Alexander Hamilton. That's why I said half Benjamin. Mr. Franklin, if you're nasty. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Thanks for that succinct explanation, Irene. Point being, we've had uh, several votes already, and we'd like to hear from the rest of you. If you've got an idea of what you'd like to be called as fans... Then get on our Facebook. Do, do that thing. Do the thing. And you could walk away with a $50 gift card. And then you can use that to bribe me to be your friend, and I'll go see a movie with you. Well, she said it. Now she's stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully someone within 100 miles wins. Because <laughs> that's not enough to fly you there. I was going to say. That, that's a Irene ch- just offered. She just offered win an afternoon and evening with Irene. After being a tramp for a week to get here. <laughs> I'm going to hitch a ride on that train. With your bindle over yep, your shoulder. That's right. 
Mm-hmm. I hope you like baked beans. <laughs> did you just call me a hobo? Alan did. I just call you a hoe. <laughs> There's no bow. Alan. What? I am spoken for, <coughs> kind sir. Uh, okay. Mm. Hoes mm. don't care. Hoes don't care. Aren't you supposed to be my something before hoes? Bows before hoes? Something before hoes? <laughs> well, you both can't be my bro. Toes Man. before hoes? <laughs> if you got a foot fetish, that fits. Oh, okay. Be hoe before your flow. Flows before hoes. That does there, sound like more something Irene would be into. Yeah. Shark week. Done it. Oh, I think you're in flow. Done it. Done it. Megalodon! All righty then. So anyway. So an hour into the podcast, we're going to start talking about a movie. (laughs) Well, actually, I was going to make a little comment too. Okay. um, For our listeners out there, just want to throw it out there that, you know, we're we're kind of a safe space here. If ever anybody says anything on this show that's crazy and it might offend you in some way, please let us know because we are all about having some fun and we throw some crazy stuff out there. Could um, be considered. I'm offended by your use of the term crazy. Well, you know, you're cray. Carry on. Okay, thanks. I'm just speaking for the mental health advocates. <sighs> no, that's true. But to her point, I will apologize. We will apologize. Yeah. Because we don't mean anybody any harm. That's right. In the end, we are podcast hosts, but we are human. Most of us are human. Alan and I are human. <laughs> she's She's not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and so we do. Uh, we are people who are learning and we want to be our best selves. If we throw something out there that is problematic, like we have done on, on the past on the show and people call us on it, um, we're always willing to listen to that and learn from it. Because we're still growing. So comment at commentsystreamingunicornpodcast.com Smart moms know how kid minds grow upon uh-huh. sweet pickles. That's before my time. Sweet pickles is great. Sweet pickles is excellent. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, can you provide a clip, maybe? Yeah, we can put we a can clip up. Uh, it's just going to make me feel old, but yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure the clip is grainy. And it's just like, oh, do you remember? The little stork Are there woman? VCR yeah. lines through it? Maybe? Yeah, VCR lines through it. Just like if I put a, up a clip of, uh, what is it? We're camp something. We're in luck. If it rains all day, we'll quack like a duck. Quack, McDonald's quack, commercial. Waddle, quack, quack, waddle, waddle. Yeah. I remember that Camp too. Camp puddle stompers or something like that. <laughs> I do remember the quack, quack, waddle, waddle. You don't know that either, I mean? No, but the I little think I, yellow I've, I've met a few puddle stompers in my time, though. <laughs> Is that a reference? Are you being nasty? Is this one of your alien references? <laughs> Us humans don't get it, Irene. You have to explain them. No, the puddle stomper just sounds really graphic. What does it sound like? I'm not getting it. Go ahead, explain. Mud puddles, mud butts, butts, oh. stompers, butt stompers. Are you talking about people who want to put their foot in a rectum? Butt babies! <laughs> that would wreck them. Oh. I just referenced our show. From a reference within our show, <laughs> from a Inception. It's, it's Podcast Inception. It's Podcast Inception. That's a movie, too. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, but we do have a movie that we watched this week. That's um, true. So we might talk about that soon. Well, let me get to the deets, then. <gasps> Deedly deets. Deets. <laughs>
deets. I love that. Whenever we talk about deets, Irene throws in an extra sound. Right. I'm excited. It's a happy sound. It's a joyful sound. I like the deets. Yeah, you do. Give it to us, Alan. She does like the deets. On the eve of their wedding, two men deeply in love, but with many different interests and tastes, are put to the test when family drama, friend drama, secrets, and stressful situations hit them head on in this romantic comedy. You sound like the trailer guy. I know. I liked it. That's pretty good. I try. <laughs> in a world. In a world. Where, where two men, men can get married. Fall in love. <laughs> gay, gay, gay. Gay. <laughs> in a, gay. In a gay world. <laughs> <laughs> where gay is the new norm. Two men are gay. Two men named Norm. Are gay. <laughs> Gay. Get gay married. Gay. Baku Gangan's gay. <laughs> this is the gayest movie it's that we watched on. It is. It is. And we watched some gay movies. Movie. But Baby was real gay. But. Pa- yeah, well. Wow. Well. Per- what was that? Parental leave? Yeah, parental leave. Not yes. Paternity, paternity leave. Paternity leave. <laughs> leave. Patchouli leaves. Oh my gosh. We just went We there. also watched another gay one. Remember where they went and mama got in the hot tub? Uh, Akron. Akron. And we also watched <laughs> a- a- another Boys one. in the Tree. Boys in the Tree. That, no, that was not a gay movie. It was gay. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. Taking it back. Take, I don't know if you, you can You can't take it, the rings back. I took the ring back. <laughs> I took the ring back and I took it to a pawn shop. Oh. Good Lord. Have mercy. I'm going to go pop some tags and get my rings back. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pop tags. I'm popping all them tags. That's criminal. Well, that's how I live my life. It's not smooth criminal. That's to you. (laughs) What? It's not smooth criminal. (laughs) She's not a smooth criminal, no. Rini, are you okay? Are you okay, Rini? Yeah. Irene. Irene. I don't know. We are so fucking distracted. I I, I was going to say. Oh, my God. I don't know. We're going to go back and listen to this, and it's all going to get edited out, or it's going to be funny. <laughs> I'm not sure which. Both. All right, so. In a world. <laughs> Where Alan actually gets to give the deets. Deets are coming. Director and writer, Joshua Tunick. It was in 2016, but nominated in 2017 for a Best American Independent Feature Film at the Cleveland International Film Festival. Oh, cool. That's just up the so, road. Ooh. Semi-local. It starred Anthony Rapp as Daniel, or as I called him, meow, 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 Daniel. Mark! 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 I'm Mark! So, clearly, from Rant, he's probably best known for his portrayal of Mark. We scream, zooming on the answering machine. No? Take a ride with us through Rant. (laughs) Also, most... (laughs) Recently, no <laughs> most recently, he has been on Star Trek Discovery. I don't know if anybody else watched. Oh, that, has he? But yes, he's... I just recently got CBS All Access because of Big Brother. He's like and uh, the gay character on Star Trek. Ooh, and he had a gay lover also from Rent. I think he was from. No, it wasn't from Rent. I can't remember what he was on. But he was—he had a gay lover living in, on board of the ship with him. That's awesome. So, yay! Now I want to watch that even more than before. Now that I know that it's good, I really liked it. 
So I would recommend Star Trek Discovery to anybody that has the ability to watch it. I think it's pretty shitty of CBS, though, to make that an all-access only show. I know. It's ridiculous. Everybody should be able to see it. Well. Everyone. Thanks to the convenience of modern Mm. internet, everyone can see it. We're not uh, promoting that or suggesting it. We're just stating a fact. Hmm. Of course, now everybody's going to be going to streaming services. So if you want to see like new Star Wars films that they're going to be making, it'll all be on Disney really? streaming access. Yes. I didn't know that. I just read about it the other day. <sighs> Stupid. Like they were originally going to have things on Netflix and they decided to pull that contract and merger and decide. Yeah, they're going to gonna just... make their own. I saw Disney's going to make their own streaming service. So there you go. Thanks. Ban on the internets. <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> Irene, Irene clearly needs some sleep. <sighs> okay, what are the rest of your... Surely Sorry, somebody yes. besides the guy from Rent is in this. So we also have Jonathan Bennett as Christopher, which I call him younger John Barrowman. <laughs> That's okay. real. He looks just like him, but he's he's kind of from All My Children fame back in the day. Oh, I didn't know that. He's done some other stuff. He too, looked familiar. But... Maybe that was it. And it, I thought it was weird because why does a gay movie always have a character named Chris or Christopher? Is that like just a gay predictor? Maybe. If your name's Chris, you're going to be gay. It's possible. It is possible. But yeah, so. Yeah, so the, those are our two main characters. It's also got a cast of a lot of fairly well known people. Or at least people that I have seen in Allison Hannigan. Don't leave out Willow. Love my Willow. Hey, hey, Willow, hey. Even though she had kind of a small part in the movie, I mean, I thought she did a great job. She did do a great job. Although she pissed me off constantly and then made me sad. But we'll get to that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And this movie opens up. I thought, I was like, (gasps) it starts, the first shot is super gay. It's two little boys in their bed going, they're not little boys. Two adult men in a consenting relationship. Sorry. <laughs> Irene gave me that look. <laughs> She's like, I didn't, li- we watched the wrong movie then. All right. Mine was not this rated R. <laughs> it was two, two men in bed together. It was so sweet. And then they left each other little gay notes. <sighs> I was like, oh, my little heart. Which I thought the whole opening thing inside their gigantic mansion of a house was gorgeous. The house I thought was gorgeous. Oh my God, it was. And oh my, what? Huh, who has a whole Starbucks coffee machine in their home? Like, Let alone that and a Keurig over in the Right. Corner. They're like totally set up from the start that Daniel, the um, rent guy, he uh, is this stuffy kind of little princess. And he has this whole steam tamping, grinding, making coffee thing. And then boyfriend uh, Oliver? No, Chris. Chris. Oliver, what the fuck? Please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and then the boyfriend gets up and he's like, curry cup. <laughs> so yeah. we've we've already clearly, established. Clearly high maintenance versus not so much. Yes. For real. I want to be with the high maintenance guy, though, because I'll be like, hey, make me a cup of coffee. <laughs> There's a price. Can you make There's me a, a price, though. You might get good coffee, but Jesus. Well, and he kind of mentions why he does that. Like he, It's something for him that's soothing. It's like a ritual that lets him put his mind to rest. So I mean it. And when you live in a mansion, you can you can, you can indulge in things like sure. that. Apparently, yeah. And then you have your boyfriend that is ten years younger than you, and he I'm brought seven. his. 
whatever he brought his little keurig from college <laughs> he did it's know. dirty it's got ants in it <laughs> yeah. he don't care i don't care he's That's, like i don't know hot water will clean it right you know what? i brought three things from my dorm room the rest of this shit is yours. Yeah, that's pretty mm. much how that goes. And I thought it was sad because everybody wants Oliver to go to grunch. Gay lunch. Oh, or brunch. Name is oh not Oliver. Cody. Corey. God, son of a bitch. <laughs> Reset. What's that fucking... Oh, Daniel. Everybody wants <laughs> Daniel to go to gay brunch. Grunch. Grunch. It's Grunch. clear. And he's just like, oh, I've got every stupid ass little passive aggressive excuse in the world. I'm not going. Huh. I don't want to go. I'm sorry, but That's who's going to pass up them pancakes and them eggs benedicts? Who passed <laughs> that up? Pancakes. Pancakes and eggs benedicts. That's right. Benedicts. <laughs> I'm not passing them up. That's a traitor's breakfast. <laughs> I'd like my Volvos Rancheros. <laughs> Volvos Rancheros? Ew. Is that when she's on her period? No, that's a, he, he's Cheesy. driving a car through that. <laughs> and then chris's friend they all go to grunge and chris's little friend i thought he looked a lot like a young uh david lambert without makeup adam lambert adam lambert Lambert without makeup brooke isn't good with names y'all it's just they know that they've heard this podcast before no shit like it's a whole season of wrong names i know like somebody that loves us should put together a little every time i got a name wrong montage it'll be an hour long <laughs> that could be a project. Hey, I'm Will. glad we don't ring the bell every time I get a name wrong because then it'd be just like ding, 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 ding. Hey, Willow, <laughs> it's a personal challenge. Shout out to you. <laughs> Leave Willow out of this. Willow is a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she would be the best at it. But he did look like Adam Lambert without any makeup. Mm-hmm. Except for that eyeliner he wore all Ugh. the time. What? Did he have eyeliner? Not in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam Lambert. Is what you're talking about? No, no, she's talking about the friend. The friend. Oh, he it, didn't have eyeliner. He looked like he did. He just had like wrinkle face. <laughs> what? Okay. He looked like scrotum face. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. And their present to Chris, I was like, oh, your present is a human. Interesting. <laughs> Why? Uh, why? <laughs> What's he supposed to do with her? He's gay, y'all. <laughs> and at I, first I was like, oh my God, did they used to date or something? Right. And it didn't seem like it. But then the answer was yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, right. It was so awkward. Like, she just like, hi, haven't seen you in forever. Right. And his reaction was kind of like, oh, shit. But also, yay. Yay. This like, person I used to know. Oh, my gosh. It's a goat you song. A what? Goat you? Goatay? Goatier? Goatier. Somebody that I used to know. Somebody. Well, it's not goatsy. I know that. <laughs> Because then it would echo. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was sad too because Chris kind of gives a, this is an early indication. He said something about not seeing his parents much. She's like, how are your folks? Oh, I don't know. And I was like, oh, that's hot boiking. Oh. He got his hot poked. Oh, poked right in the heart. His friends were odd. They were odd. They were odd. Like, but whose friends aren't odd? Look at you guys. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you, from any of our points of views. No, just mine. Mm. Oh, it's funny, though. They're, they're all trying to sell, like, this friend that he hasn't seen in forever on Daniel. And they're like, oh, he's great. He's dependable. He's reliable. He's a stand-up guy. 
I know. Uh, I know, and it's obvious they don't like him. Right. <laughs> he never goes it's, to brunch with us. I know. He's, and they don't like him in the way, it's not like he's a bad person, don't like him. It's just like, they don't he's not fun. They don't mesh. Yeah, which is sad when your friends aren't mes- meshing with your significant other. I mean, people have a lot of bad things to say about Daniel, but one thing that really made me like him is when he's cooking and he starts swiping the phone with his nose. With his nose, yes. yes. I totally I was do like, that. that takes talent, and I've done it. Yeah, I do that. And what did you guys think about the gift that uh, Daniel was... No. Yes. Damn it, now you got me doubting Daniel. the truth. Daniel. I, got for at first, Chris. was Just, like, really, a pen. I know, but then, it was like a pen. But then. Mm-hmm. But then it got you with the $300? Oh no! But then the story. No, then the story. It turned out to be a romantic pen. It he was said. A romantic he pen. said he had a pen, but there's more to it. And I was like, anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that pen do? And then he launched got a tracker into a sweet explanation, but also the longest explanation ever. Uh, I was this movie it. was really long, seeming. Like it, we you go through a whole day in real time, y'all. Like I think this movie <laughs> was 24 hours long. Each minute seemed like hours. The hours seemed like days. <laughs> I think I was living it because I identified so closely with the characters yeah. in, in certain ways. Yeah. You know, certain aspects of both of them I could totally relate to. So I felt like I was literally living in this movie. This was, a, this was a movie for you. It was. For sure. And as Irene throws shade. Right. That was, was a movie that was for you. Not, that I'm was sure not that Alan. For people like you. That was not shade. Dripping Alan. with disdain. It was for your people. Oh my what do you mean your people? Right, Rini. Let my people go. Irene. <laughs> Al. <laughs> Al. Alan. Al. But to that point, it was slow. I felt like a lot of the dialogue could be tightened up. And it's so weird because the, the, the pacing and the settings made me feel like this was probably a play mm-hmm. that they decided I to shoot. I thought share. it was very theater-like as well. Right, because in a play... People having dialogue is what you're there for, and that's that's palatable, and they're doing it in one place. But in the movie, it just drags everything out. But, you know, you expect things to clip a little a little faster. So they should have done a little uh, script editing before they shot this one. And I think a lot of online reviewers kind of agree with that assessment too. Like that that whole most of it being in the house just made it that stage setting. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was very playish. Mm-hmm. And when they went to walk to the Hollywood sign, um, they never even they never really walked to the Hollywood sign. Like you didn't see it or anything, so you know it was just somebody's backyard making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even right. In California. It's like you look up off off camera and you're like, look at that sign. That's amazing. Oh, we're not gonna make it to the sign. It's a backdrop. But I promise we're in California. <laughs> we're really in Arizona, but don't tell. Don't tell anyone. And then there was a big deal made of the age difference between them, and they said it was seven years difference. Like, that ain't no big thing. It is when somebody's like one of you is fourteen. Yeah, it's a huge thing, right. or nineteen, or something like young. Mm. But when you're older, when you're more adultish, it's well, not that big a deal, right? Like Forty and thirty-three ish. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not a big, big deal, especially depending on like maturity levels too. Because I mean, yeah. You could be a very mature younger person and an immature older person, and you meet right in the middle. Right. I think my biggest age difference was nine years. Mm. What about you guys? Mm. Mm. Uh, Ten years was my biggest age difference. Ooh, ooh. But that was my first relationship, too. Alan, Alan, Alan. How old were you? Uh, 22. See, I feel like 
10 years is a lot when one of you is 22 because it was because and and I'm not saying that's insurmountable or anything like that. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying that when from the time I was 22 to the time I was 30, I was probably four or five different people. <laughs> Agreed. Well, like, and I grew in such a way over that time. I would agree with that because ultimately, I mean, we were together 10 years, but mm-hmm. it ultimately did not work out. Yeah. And I think it's just because we changed so much in that 10-year period of time. Right. And who knows? It right. might have been both of us. It and that said, me. some people... Alan, why did you tell me? <laughs> oh. Some people are able to adjust and accommodate right. with that, and, and they kind of grow in a similar way. Sometimes they don't. So I... At 22, I think 10 years is kind of a, a bigger deal, but still also not awful, like not enough to give somebody grief over. What, right. do you, what was your biggest difference, Irene? Older or younger? Oh. Either. This sounds spicy. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. What is it going to be? Well. You're doing math. I guess for meow, the person meow, being meow, older meow, than me, meow, meow, I was about meow. nine years. Ooh. And that's why I was like, Alan, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> How old were you then? Um, I was 23 when we got together. Oh, yeah. See? Same thing. A lot of change. Five when we got married. And we're no longer married. <laughs> I don't know if you know. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret. Um, but then I hit my head and um, I had a concussion for a good maybe a month. And I kind of dated somebody that was about 15 years younger. Yeah. How did that work? That lasted about two weeks. Oh, well, mm-hmm. sometimes two weeks is the perfect amount of time to date someone 15 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Age ain't nothing but a thing until you find out it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> That is sometimes true. And like I said, sometimes it works out for people, sometimes it don't. So they, they come back from brunch and are <laughs> trying to get... The thought of Irene's fart out of their head. It's hard. There was a little gap in the audio there. That's because Irene, I need people to know. <laughs> Irene took the mic, put it on her butt, and farted into it. And then there was a debate whether that it, was going to be in the show. I didn't put and it I in agreed my to cut it, but I didn't agree to not tell you about it. I did not put it in my butt. I, put I did it not. Next, I put it next to I it. I did not hit her. This is bullshit. I did not. Oh, hi, Alan. <laughs> You're a disaster artist, Brooke. <laughs> so everybody has to know that happened, even if they can't hear it. It didn't happen. Brooke is a liar. Alan? Is Brooke a liar, Alan? Pick a side. I'm sorry. I'm a little high from <laughs> fart aroma. <laughs> Irene likes to say her farts are like a warm hug. They're not. Yes, no, it is. They're not. like a they're like a hug from somebody dirty who who just came in from working out, and you're like, "Who are you?" And they just hug you. It's an accost. I've been accosted. Mm, Whatevs. Because I love you both so much, my farts are going to one make you live longer, and two make you not get Alzheimer's. The, the cost is too great. It's a gift. <laughs> Your farts are a gift to humanity. Yes. Alan, you're awfully quiet. I can't speak. <laughs> I know just what you're saying. Don't speak. No, just right. saying. Don't you smell the fart she's laying. It hurts. <laughs> Can we just get on with this movie and stop talking about my bodily functions? I wish we could. I don't know. That kind of train wrecked us. We were doing good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we were doing good. I but... will say this, though. 
Yes. Daniel is so tightly wound. I kept expecting springs to start flying out of his ears. And he's just like, everything is just a big freaking deal to him. Um, But I will give him this. He's preparing this nice, lavish dinner. Mm-hmm. And last minute, Chris, his freewheeling boyfriend, says, there's another person coming. And I was like, that is rude. You can't just, I mean, it's like, it's not like we're having spaghetti where you can just serve up an extra plate. He was making pork chops and everything's super nice. Applesauce? Pork chops. And, and applesauce. You can't just invite he, somebody to something like that. He was making the most elaborate effing dinner I have ever seen. I know, seen. which already I was like, bad idea. You cannot put yourself through that stress when you're trying to get married the next day. But you know what? I can totally identify with it. I would do the exact same thing you? because of the same rationalization. Like, I enjoy cooking. It's therapeutic for me. But it would but drive at the you same crazy. time, it would drive me nuts. Yeah, because you got other things to do the day before. And you'd, you'd be like, like eat this motherfucking pork chop. So, like I said, I can completely identify with what he's going through in his head. So, of course, I would freak out, too, initially. Because You're like, I'm like, another eh! person? We only have a certain amount. But then you're like, can I, can I speak to you just a moment? And you I know, because not only that, he was like, oh, we're inviting somebody to dinner. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, here she is right here. And it's like, oh, Jesus, thanks for the warning. all of that. I right. just bitched about somebody right there. Yes. Surprise. And because she was hiding behind the wall or something. Like, why would you do that anyway? <laughs> he knew how he would react. They're getting married. This ain't his first rodeo. Right. They That's even true. talk about that. He's I mean. ridden this clown before. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Hey, hi. Uh-huh. But yeah, so then they have their little discussion. He comes back out. Sorry, I didn't make you want, you know, didn't want to make you feel unwelcome. Of course, we'll make this work. Right. And then his friends are like, oh, we should have let you know. Yes, yes you before today. Yes, right. you should have. Every one of you, every one of you. And you wonder why I don't go to brunch <laughs> with you bitches. Right. Right. Fuck your brunch. Yeah, and I can tell Alan. Mimosas. You, Alan, you really didn't identify with Daniel, did yes, you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, John. I know, because <laughs> John is Alan's husband. Now, I will say, <laughs> like the day of our wedding, I I thought I did pretty good. You for did our great because yes, I let yeah. everything go, and you just have to. If yeah. you're going to enjoy yourself, yeah. you have to just let it. go. Yeah, those that don't know, we all went to uh, Washington D.C. at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a place where you could get. One of the few places. One of the few places there was marriage equality. So we went there. And um, yeah, Ellen, you were actually great. You weren't like Daniel at all. I had I such it, a blast that day, yeah, too. I wonder if it was easier because it was kind of a location I wedding. I think it yeah. was. And if you left something at home, well, whatevs, you left it at home. It's gone. I can't you do know. nothing about it. It's the magic it. of Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is the magic of a rooftop bar, though. Oh, uh, that was amazing. It was. With that whistle pig. Mm. Oh my god, that whole thing, that that whole experience, favorite day ever. It was awesome. Yeah. Ethiopian food, yeah. Um, the bar, Dick chandeliers. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Tell that story, Alan. So yeah, so you know, you have your little bachelor bachelorette parties going on the night before. So my besties took me to this lovely little strip club way yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know strip clubs like this existed. <laughs> I didn't really. either. I me mean, either. Well, you're the one that suggested it, if you remember correctly. I found it on the internet. So the dudes will come out, and it wasn't on a stage. It was like on these little little platforms, so they were right there with you. And all they were wearing was socks, sneakers, and tube socks up like halfway up, up their, their calf. knees, yeah. which was where you put the dollar oh, bills. It was so hot. It was. It was pretty hot. And they would climb up on top of the bar and like hang upside down like on the chandeliers and stuff. So we called them dick chandeliers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
It was. It was. There's one in particular impressive. that Alan liked, and Irene and I kept giving him money. <laughs> and he got up on that. There's this rail up above the bar, and he got on that, and he was swinging like legs open at Alan's face, and it was just like bump, bump, <laughs> almost. Not quite. Almost. <laughs> no, it actually. It was one of those things where. It probably feels much closer than it is, but it was still close enough. It looked pretty close. He earned his dollars. He did. Mm-hmm. And remember, Irene, your favorite your favorite guy of the night? Yeah, I remember. Oh, tripod. <sighs> and I okay. say tripod because yeah, that's it was. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never seen anything like it. This dude's member was down to his knees, like for real. Yeah, like and he tucked it behind his legs, and it literally went to the crease of his knees, like. He and he was doing his thing, and all I could think of because I'm awkward as hell was to like tell him good job and high five him. Like and that's what you good, did. Good job on your genetics, sir. Good job growing. What you doing? And, oh God, I'm so embarrassed. And I'll, I was gonna say, I'll say this. Like we were being, you know, we were treating them very objectively, of course. Well, yeah, that's kind of what you're there for, but. We also found that there are people too because some of them came up and started chatting. Oh with yeah, us, remember one person saw my pinnacle mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh, are you pagan?" Uh, me too. And he sat down, and I was like, "Oh my god, this adorable man who is naked is just chitty chatting me up." It was kind of a surreal experience, but yeah, it was mm-hmm. also really sweet. So I just, you know, kudos. Well, we were there for some entertainment, but it was also nice just to see that these people were people. Yeah, of course. So. Also, I never realized that butthole bleaching was a real thing, but it clearly is. (laughs) It was the cleanest one I have ever seen. That's the cleanest I've ever seen. Like a whistle. (laughs) You you could go up above it and be like, oh, Oh, butt flutes. That was ain't no hole in the wash tub. Uh, Ooh, Emmett he was Otter. definitely putting his Emmett Otter on display. <laughs> <laughs> that had the whole jug band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost in my memories now. <laughs> all, so, all I can think about is that dick swinging at him. <laughs> uh, it was something else. It was a 4D experience. This show is rated R, <laughs> just so everyone's clear. So, folks... DC's awesome. Yeah. But it's a good place to get married. It was. And so... But unlike your marriage, Daniel and Christopher (laughs) are having some real problems that make me get red flaggy. uh, Like, just now, Daniel's finding out that Chris's childhood was rough. Just now. Because the friend mentioned something about it, and he's like, what? Your childhood was super rough. And he's like, oh, yeah, pretty much. I was raised by hobos. I was like, (laughs) What? He wasn't raised by hobos, but, nah, but he found out that just now Daniel's finding out that Christopher's childhood is getting rough. It was rough. And I, why haven't they talked about this before? Right. He had no idea who this best friend of his from his youth was. Right. Yeah. That's another snowed. thing. Like, oh, there's somebody who is your best fucking friend I've never heard of. And your childhood really sucked. And we've never talked about any of this. Like, right. something's wrong with both of them. Right. But you told your other besties. Oh, that's right. And they went and found her on the internet and flew her in as a surprise. Right. And that's like, it's. I mean, obviously, it's not like you have to know everything about each other when you're getting married, but... That seems big. That's I, a big freaking deal. I think I'd like to know the guest list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Or I'd like to know 
some general information about your childhood. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Yon Yon Belch. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's just lots of... It, like, uh, to me, that was surprise. red flags. Yeah. I was, at that point, I was like, how is this movie gonna go? The I'm other, not sure. other red flag is um, the person that was going to marry them canceled and he's like i just can't tell him right now because it'll ruin dinner i'll have to tell him later right but no you the have efficient. to the, you have to tell the person as soon as freaking possible because you have to find a replacement or you're not getting married tomorrow and i agree that he should have told him but also i knew daniel was gonna lose his mind because he was already losing his mind in fact i thought it was kind of sweet because this is before that happened um He's got, uh, Christopher has all his friends there. He's got the new friend. They've just discovered he had a rough childhood. He didn't know that before. His parents show up. And I thought it was really sweet because Chris could see that Daniel was about to go over the fucking edge of being overwhelmed. And he said, hey, I'm going to get my friends together and we're going to go see the Hollywood sign. Uh, So, and he moved him out so Daniel could do his thing. I thought that was really kind of a loving moment. I agree. I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been the best thing that he could have done at that time. And yeah. I, like I said, I I would have appreciated that. I know. That I was like, I there. maybe I should learn something from this. <laughs> my girlfriend and I are very similar. Like, I'm kind of outgoing. I like people around a lot. <clears throat> and she is, while she enjoys that, she also very much enjoys kind of low key and, and, and chilling at home, right? And it was the same kind of situation I saw our relationship a couple times in this because Chris mm-hmm. was always out and, and was like, oh, yeah, well, they didn't come out because they're just not like that. They like to stay home. They're kind of more private and they're recharging and stuff. And that's kind of the situation I, I'm in, too, sometimes. And it was an adjustment for me. And so I was like, mm, maybe I should learn something from this movie. <laughs> Treat my girl better. Well, I did feel Round like- up your friends and go. Be like, I'm out, baby. We're going to go see the Hollywood sign. Love you. Got a plane ticket. With us, we'd be like, we're going to play a game or watch a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. true. Okay. Well, I just thought it was it was good that they were in tune with each other in that way, and you could see that in little things throughout. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It, so while there were red flags, there were also these moments. Moments, of, yeah. exactly. When was when could you tell that Daniel was in tune with Christopher, though? I think that's hard. That's harder to come by. Oh, the whole story of the pen to me. Oh, that's true. Was kind of a big one for me. Like that's a good point. Um. But uh, then the ro- the rest of the time, he's pretty much been enraptured in just getting everything perfect and yes, ready. He's he, wrapped up in the things instead of the feelings. But he's also doing it because he wants it to be perfect for them. He wants to declare his love in front yeah, of all his friends and family for him. So it's like very important that everything be just right for him. It wasn't just for him. I think he wanted it for both of them. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good point. So I think one of the big set pieces of this of this film was the big dinner that they've been preparing for for half the film, and then it finally happens. And we'll talk more about that after this break. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is sponsored by the best sponsor around. It's still you. This podcast is a labor of love for us. And if you like what you hear and want to give something back, which I know you do, all we ask is that you get involved. Send us your reviews, suggestions, and love to comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, the Tweet Tweets, and the YouTubes for bonus content. And we will link you to all those things through our website at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Most importantly, join the growing ranks of fans of the show. Becoming a fan is super easy. Simply spread the word about the podcast, share it with your friends, 
And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iTunes. This all helps us bring others into the fold of movie-loving queers, so thank you. Okay, so it's time for dinner. And I was like, damn, all that work going into this dinner, and all anyone wants to do is judge their love and try to talk them out of being together. That's how it started. Did it? Yeah, they were talking about their age difference. They were talking about, oh, I guess opposites attract. Oh, well. But it, they were such opposites. Oh, my God, but everybody was so judgy about it. And I'm like, look. I understand if your friend's getting married to somebody you're not sure about, you got to say something, but not, not right, right now. now. Th- that should have been months ago. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, a week ago, at least. At well, least. Was it? At brunch. Right. So you talk about it, not in front of them. Oh, okay. God. That's the other thing. I was like, why is everybody being such a bitch? This is like the night before dinner. What was his girl's, his friend that's a girl, what's her name? The Hagatha. <sighs> the one that always had a damn cigar or a clove or whatever, and she was like just laying around the one while they're all not oh, doing the one anything? that looked kind of dirty. Yeah, she, like she's Grunge a little girl, a little bit greasy. Like maybe she smells like hot dog water. Oh, hot dog water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, I yeah. don't know her name, but I understand who you're talking about. But Let's call her hot dog. Annoying girl. the hell out of me the whole time. Uh, me too. She's just moany, moany, moany. Not in a good moan either. Like complain moany. Right. I don't want to go to the Hollywood sign. Did it change? Uh. Right. Why would I want to do something with friends? Uh. Uh, I'm, I'm not helping you clean up. Uh. Mm-hmm. And we all have that friend. We all know who that is. It, I'm sorry, those listening. Maybe it's you. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm not that friend. I didn't say you're that friend. I said we all have those kind of friends. I know, but you guys are like some of my closest friends. So it's got to be one of us. No. I don't know. Oh, you mean just friends in general? Yeah. Okay. Okay then. I'm sensitive. <laughs> Megalodon. <laughs> so <laughs> Irene's when if when Irene gets married again, she's gonna serve Megalodon at the reception. <laughs> I wanna see it. Megalodon steaks. Like yeah. a giant jaw on the table. It's gonna be fresh. It's like sushi. So fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> also an ice, ice sculpture, I think. Of a megalodon? No, an ice sculpture of a hoop that it can jump through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're this way. <laughs> I'm glad you are, but I don't know why. <laughs> it must be that alien thing we talked about earlier. Maybe. So It's Quato. <laughs> Open your mind to me. Open Total recall to me. I don't have three boobs. <laughs> I think Thanks for sharing. That'd be good bonus content. You could prove it. Oh. I'll think about it. Okay. So then Daniel is trying to... Fi- oh, Emma was the best friend's name. Because I have it here in my uh, notes. Mm-hmm. So Daniel is t- trying to find more out about Emma, who he don't know shit about, because Chris never talked about her before. And he's like, well, why did you guys stop talking? And they're like, oh, we haven't really talked about that before. What the fuck? Does anybody talk about anything in this right. group of people? We're just going to sweep shit under the carpet. Right. Nope. Right. And then it's like, oh, we don't really talk about that. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. But then they talk about it there. Awkwardly. In front of everyone. At the Awkwardly. BG dubs. And then come to find out they banged and she thought she made him gay. Like, what the fuck? That was. And, she needed some therapy. And then she said she, she was in love with him. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on at this dinner? What the hell is in those wine glasses? It's absinthe, and they're all tripping. <laughs> right. 
It is wine. Truth wine. serum. <laughs> wine. Because it facilitates their wine. But, you know, they were kids. They didn't know what they were doing. They were each other's first. They were, you know, jo- basically Joey and Dawson. But it's still weird to talk about at this dinner table. Oh, it's absolutely weird. In and, front and, of their parents. And, and probes, in front kinds. of Daniel's parents. Well, it was like a comedy of errors. Around, oh, let's enjoy this delicious dinner. And now let's talk about his sister's divorce and how awkward she feels about that. And parents making comments about opposites attract. And, of course, she's like, oh, well, maybe the ones that are opposites are the ones that stay together. Awkward. I know. Let, let me make it about me and my failed marriage. Oh, oh, oh just just, sh- just shut me up. Call me, call me Buzzkill. Right. Okay, Willow. <laughs> right. I see that you have... I remember when Tara died. Again. I was upset, too, but we don't need to bring it up at this uh, wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, those three ones for Tara. I know. I still feel so kind of sad about that, actually. That's from Buffy the <laughs> from Vampire Buffy Slayer. From Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, Christopher is talking about how he told his mom he was gay, but he never told his dad. And to this day, doesn't know if his dad knows. Oh, dad knows. We don't know that. Dad has probably known his whole life. Ah, well, there's a difference in suspecting and knowing and being told. Like, yeah. This is something that happened to me. Uh, at some point, I entered a, a poly relationship, and I told my mom about it. And I didn't tell my dad because I, frankly, because I was afraid of what he might think, and I didn't want to hear about it. I just assumed mom would do that. Well, <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> she did not tell him, uh, which is not her. It's not her place. I take that on. That was my responsibility. But. I didn't know she hadn't told him. And so uh, eventually when that poly relationship ended, I was trying to talk about that. And my dad was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> mm. uh, so I can t- I can say from my own experience, it's better to just get that over with up front than have to hope something happened and don't find out and then find out at the end it didn't. Because that I felt really bad. Because clearly I should have told him. Yeah, I did the same thing. I told my mom and not my dad. And that you were gay, yeah. Ooh, so how did that go? Your dad found out when you got married. (laughs) No, (laughs) she did actually go home and talk to my dad about it. However, I didn't speak with them for a year afterwards. Oh no! I think everybody was like completely hurt or what have you. I was awkward, and they were awkward. Yeah, but awkward again. Like Irene said, how did they not know you are gay as hell? Well, everybody else knew before I was. Well, that's true. aware. So I did never intended to come out to my parents, and <laughs> I got put in a situation where I had to. What? Why? How? Well, my partner <clears throat> of a million billion years came out as trans, and people were having questions on why I was staying in the relationship. Right. Um, like everybody I'm, just assumed you should leave. Yes. Everyone it's like, assumed. oh, well, clearly they've been lying to you this whole time. Whole time. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, That's well, not how it is. It's not, and I, we can make this work. It's not like this is a big deal to me. And so then, of course, I had to tell my mom. Right, because you were I in was, a straight appearing relationship. Right. With uh, somebody presenting male, and then when they came out, as actually being female, now you're suddenly in a homosexual appearing relationship. relationship. Yeah, and you've got to out yourself, like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm cool with boys and girls. Yeah, and they just did not understand that. And so I was like, well, I'm bi. And they're like, what? And they're like, bye. bye. <laughs> so long. Mm. Bye. 
super goodbye. Yeah. Um, for a little while. Um, so that is a different coming out story, I think, than most people have for sure. Yes. Because they didn't know before. Right. But another funny story about that is I came out to my dad as pagan. Um, and he said, well, at least you're not a lesbian. Uh, so, oh, and that was when I was like 19. Gosh. So <clears throat> so I was like, I'm never telling them. I know. I, th- and I think about it with my kids sometimes. They'll bring up something and I'm thinking, all right. How am I reacting to this? Because maybe they're trying to tell me something, or maybe they're preparing me t- to know something. And then uh, I had to—I really try to gauge my reaction, which I think I'm overthinking it, to be honest. But yeah, because of I mean, things that, like this. that kind of story, yeah, yeah. where you, you come out as pagan, and they're like, "Thank God you're not a lesbian." Well, actually, well, I little do I know I'm going to tell you about that at another time, <laughs> right? Foreshadowing. That's funny. That sounds kind of like the reaction. Well, that my and family two. Had. I think it's Except interesting. Except it was more racially charged. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. They thought, I, they thought the big news I was going to tell them was that I was going to marry a black woman, which I didn't know that had I chosen that, it would be an issue. Right? <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> right? awful? Apparently, to, that, like, un- they did such a good job of not influencing me in that way that I thought it was an issue. But right. at and the same time, to find out that surprise it problem. Been, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, so yeah, that was a little shocker. Hmm. But everybody's progressed a little further since then, I of think. course. Yeah, because you know, one of those things that kind of I was alluding to in the beginning is like everybody's still growing, everybody's human, right? Yeah, and even and so, when your parents have a problem with something, at least for my parents, it's because they haven't encountered it before. And I'm exactly. unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for me, unfortunately for them, I'm kind of except for that poly thing, I'm mostly in people's face about about who I am and how I'm living. And so they've had to encounter a lot of things with me. And while they had problematic reactions at first, it's always turned out well. Yeah. I think if you give people enough time to come around, depending Some on people. their background, right. I mean... I agree with you mostly. I can't say everybody, but No, mostly. I agree. Well, because when you're saying, no, you were meeting my dad, so... Well, then Irene, <laughs> you married somebody who appeared to be male, so... It's kind of like, it's nobody's business. It's not going to come up because I'm married now. Right. So it's not something you even really, it wasn't that you were keeping it a secret. It's just, it wasn't your parents' business. No. And then suddenly it had to be. Like it was kind of thrust out on you. Oh, I was not prepared for this. Right. But now let's, let's get prepared real quick. Real quick and in a hurry. Yeah. So I'd say in today's day and age, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, political scandal. There's a lot of viewpoints on how people should live and morality Give people a chance. Right. I mean, yes, it's easy to quickly attack somebody with a different opinion, but educate, get around it. Well, and the give thing them a don't, chance to adjust. I think too something people don't understand is how much political motivation there are there is to creating fear around yeah. those things. Political and social motivations to create fear around those things. I grew up in a in an environment where certainly not everybody, but a lot of the people around me were racist to casually racist, you know, like overtly to, uh, there was a lot of systemic and indoctrinized racism that I wasn't even aware that I was participating in. And there is uh, some political and social motivation behind creating that and making that uh, the standard. And so you believe these things like you've had since you were a child, or uh, I'm speaking from my point of view. So I've had since I was a child, I believed certain things about people until you actually meet somebody or you mm-hmm. uh, get to know somebody and you're like, whoa, 
that is not nearly as big a deal as I thought. Like living in America, a lot of times people in other countries are demonized. And then you go to another country and you're sitting around playing cards and having a drink and eating snacks just like anywhere. And people everywhere are so similar. And that's not something that we learn in America or people from other races or whatever. Um, You have, or at least I know I grew up in a way that I had all these ideas and thoughts about it that were just not true. And I would have known they weren't true if I ever thought about them. But since they were given to me as a child, Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about them. They were just, just truths to a child are accepted and they were just accepted in the back of my brain. As soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh, that don't make sense. (laughs) Like just a social normalized way of talking about people or saying certain things. And that's how systemic racism and phobias work. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of transphobia among people who've never met a trans person. I speak in the community a lot about um, trans rights and trans issues. And one of the things I ask is how many people know that they've met a trans person? Because a lot of times people don't know and they have. And every time I do this, the majority of the room raises their hand. Uh, It's easy to think unkind things about somebody that you've never met and don't know. So... Or even not even have a malice, but you use terminology that's offensive. And you just didn't know Absolutely, it. yeah. I right. mean, my best friend, I used to say the horrible things before she came out as trans. And... It's me. It's not me. Just, you know, I feel terrible because... Right. It kind of kept her from being able to come to me at, at, at an earlier time when it might have been easier. And I feel terrible about that. But I've also tried to you know, take her truth and learn about it and educate myself more and be an advocate. Right. I don't want to be that ignorant asshole that's perpetuating something that doesn't need to be perpetuated. Right. Exactly. And that was, I mean, Alan's being sweet, trying not to out me, but that was me. And it was difficult to come to Alan because he would make standard jokes. But the thing was, I was making them maybe three years before too. Um, And he would make like a, like trans jokes or something. And, Alan is like the sweetest, kindest person I know, you know? It's just part of the systemic thing that makes these things all right. And when not challenged, you continue thinking they're all right. But all of a sudden, then I had to challenge that with Alan. And to his credit, he was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. And I feel bad about that. You know, he, he listened and didn't push it back. So that's totally to Alan's credit. Uh, and I wish everybody was like that. They're not. There's a lot of people you'd say this to, and they'd be like, oh, well, you should be just glad I'm an ally, blah, 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 or whatever. And they push back against you, or they're super defensive about it instead of learning a thing. And that's that's a shame. But uh, for a lot of people, and that is the value, That's that goes back, to, again, to what Alan was talking about at the top of the show about letting us know. Uh, because we're open to those ideas, uh, because we do want to be better people than we are. And... Um, yeah, so... So we challenge everybody else to do the same. Yeah, and I understand, too, that that's kind of a place of privilege we're coming from saying... Sure. ...challenge these things. Uh, obviously, if it's safe, if you have the spoons, all these things. But when you can challenge it, do. And even better, people that uh, are not part of whatever group is being maligned should be the ones challenging it. I feel like uh, people of other races should be at the forefront of the fight against racism. And people that are cis should be at the forefront of the fight against transphobia. Maybe not the forefront, but but should just definitely be involved in Have saying it. participating, yeah. Right, because the people of the group that's that's being kept down, it's exhausting to constantly defend your existence or your right. 
so it's, it's important for us to come up and, and help each other. Uh, I can defend somebody else who's, who's of a minority group, and they can defend me. And we work together to move us all forward. Which is funny. In the movie, they even kind of talk about that a little totally. bit. Totally. You know, just like... It's not gay marriage, it's marriage. marriage. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Which I I thought that whole thing was interesting when he was talking about how marriage had never really been an important thing to him because he didn't think he could have it. Right. And I never really thought about that because for me, I've been from a place of privilege and thought at least one day I would get married, not realizing how difficult at the time it would be. And luckily, you know, as, as about the time hit that it was right for me, it became close to legal right you know it was right on the verge yeah so i mean to to realize there's a whole group of people out there that never had that as an important thing in their life to aspire to right because they thought it was never gonna happen it was impossible right right and there's a lot of people that are dealing with that right now with various rights who think that it's impossible it's not it doesn't even come up for them because it's not an option i think that you guys are saying amazing and wonderful and beautiful things and i'm still here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is your opinion, Irene? Interesting. <laughs> Eat or uh uh-uh. uh. Um, no, I'm I I really like hearing your conversations. Um because I'm I'm not hmm, I think that you have much more powerful experiences. Um than I have, um, because like I said earlier, you know, I was in a relationship for a very long time where, uh, I didn't have to come out or I didn't have to be anything that society didn't want me to be, or at least that they could see. So, um, it was definitely a change when, uh, my partner transitioned and suddenly it was like, everybody was looking at you and, um, it was just a lot of different kind of experiences with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Life is deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, and fighting it's, against the the norm. Absolutely, but it's important for voices like ours and like everyone listening to um, confront that. It's one of the things that people somebody said to me recently is. Um, you know, I choose to ignore the news and all these things because there will always be evil. And my point is, yeah, there will always be evil. And take care of yourself. You know, avoid those things you have to. But evil must be confronted and wrongness must be confronted. We can't. It's a place of privilege to be able to sit back and say, eh, let's not confront these things because they don't affect me. Uh, but they affect other people, people you don't know, people you do know and love, but you don't know it affects them. So I am a big believer that, yeah, evil is going to happen, but it must always be confronted. Amen. I was just going to put my hand up like it's church. And then drop it to her breast. I know. I just realized I did that little, that little. (laughs) You do it all the time. I know. It's because this table is so high and I can't put them on my, I can't put them on my waist. Nobody can see that. Nobody knows how disgruntled I am. I have to put them up here where you can see. Des- we can despite see. Despite the comfort level we that she feels. See. She's a weirdo, y'all. <laughs> delighted, a, a delighted weirdo. <sighs> what good is your outrage if no one sees it? Well, um, so if, if your shoulders were covered, are you just going to put them up by your ears? I am. I'm going to be like, Ugh. So mad about this, and I look like I have Mickey Mouse ears. You look, you look good, girl. Thanks. 
<laughs> Feeling good. I'm glad. Feeling good, Reenie. And on this two-hour episode of Streaming Unicorn Podcast. <laughs> you know, but to the point of what we were talking about, one of the next things they talk about at this most depressing dinner I've ever seen in a movie <sighs> is Daniel's parents, who uh, obviously are huge supports to him, mm-hmm. reveal something they've never told Daniel, and that's that they cried the night he came out to them as gay, even though they were supportive, they really cried. And it was like, oh, God, I'm crushed. And they said it was because you hope that your child, children's life will be without extra strife and without extra worry and trouble. And they weren't so much sad that he was gay. They were sad about what they perceived difficulties that this would introduce into his life that they didn't plan on. And I was like, oh, my God. And I will say that is something that my mom told me later. Right, and that that is a loving sadness, strangely enough. Because she was like, oh, I know, like, from a young, you were younger, you wanted kids, and how is that going to work for you now? And, you know, I, at that time, I kind of thought kids were out of the picture for me, which... Right. Now you just don't want them? Um, Shit kids! It's not as important to me <laughs> as it used to be. If Alan had children, they would steal his grill cover and pretend to be ghosts. <laughs> it would be an interesting life if I had a child. Let me it, just say it that. It really would. I would not be opposed to it, but I also, it's not as important in my life as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a time. Alan is so grumpy. It's amazing. I love it. I don't know. There's just something about some kids. I can deal with kids that are mostly well behaved. <laughs> He's like, not that wouldn't be my children. <laughs> we, and just, we all know how that would actually I'd go. I'd lock them in the dungeon when they misbehaved. And just give them pancakes and pizza. Sliding it under the dough. <laughs> Walled up. So you're going to ring the bell when we reference the, the our own show? <laughs> <laughs> we, you referenced the Whatever Happened to Monday show uh, there and I hit know. the bell. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm a reference... You can, All the things. You don't live by my ring rules. I don't. I know you don't. I don't, I don't. She I said it is not rules. one ring to rule them all. No. <laughs> <Hell>. Ding, ding. <laughs> that was Lord of the Rings. Oh, you are Lord of the Rings. I am. And you're Lordess of the Dance. <laughs> I wasn't sure where she was going with that. I'll take that title. Uh. Lordess of the dance. And my dance, of course, requires you to have your hands up under on the sides of your boobs. And you... Yeah. I didn't want to be the lordess of that dance. <laughs> I now reject the title. <laughs> so the, the parents are talking about that, and it was heartbreaking. And then he's like, I just have this fear for you, Chris, that maybe... You think your parents were against you, but maybe it was this, and your father never even got the chance to find out. And I'm like, yeah. well, let's just make you feel like shit right. for not saying that. Right. Don't put that on him. You don't know his upbringing. You don't know his you parents. You don't know shit about you his don't parents. You know these things. Maybe also, he's doing the safest thing possible. Also, can't we talk about this some other time than the dinner the night before our marriage? Jesus, everybody. Calm down. Right. Save that shit for Thanksgiving. Everybody's on 12. <laughs> Thanksgiving. He should have served something more calming than lamb chaps. <laughs> nah, he wanted to serve some quivering lip. They because he was just like going. I know. And then Chris is just like, I have to go. And he jumps up from the table, and I was like, Is it an ACT break? <laughs> not ACT. I said ACT. Okay. I? No, you said. Let's a- not play it back. Mm. Oh, you don't get to play it back. <sighs> you. All right. All right. Here it is. Is it an ACT break? <laughs> if it's good for the goose, it's good for the goose. Brooke is like ABC break. A Z T. 
I thought I she said ACT. It was a rent I reference. I was trying Act. to make another rent reference. It's been too long since we had one. And so Daniel goes in there singing No Day But Today, and I thought maybe they were going to talk about Chris's feelings, but no. Chris just decides, I'm going to talk about something else that makes you upset. The officiant's not coming. Right. Like, mm-hmm. why would you just burst into it at that moment and ruin everything? I thought that everything? was the strangest moment. It's like, because he's already upset. But he I'm can't like, get more upset. Oh. But he can. But he can. And he did. And then they have that whole fight. And I'm like, I understand that it's stressful, but I got like five or six friends I could call that could do a wedding. <laughs> right. Also, we can get on the internet right now, probably. Anybody can do this wedding. We're okay. It's going to be okay. Right. Also, is it appropriate to have this conversation with our entire friends and family in, in the, the next, next room? room? Right. But and they're like, what? maybe we shouldn't get married. I didn't think oh. that fight was a fair fight either, though. It wasn't. He's like, I'm holding this as a trump card to play against you about your relationship with so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, well, that seems very minimal to you completely not saying a damn thing about your past, your right. ex-girlfriend, right. your blah, blah, blah with your parents. I don't know. I felt like all the secrecy shit was worse than was I told you the truth. It was just minimized a little bit. Right, because Daniel had dated one of his friends, and he minimized it a bit, but then Chris found out later that it was slightly more than Daniel had said, so he but was same all result, end result. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. yeah, Chris isn't, Chris isn't talking about his shitty childhood or his best friend growing up. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they got real pissed because, I, I think for no other reason than, is the top of the third act, and that's what happens. <laughs> like right. They were like, they got to be pissed about something. We forgot to write this. Oh, let's just put in some angry words. <laughs> Let's just make the most depressing dinner ever. That that'll be a good one. Hmm. <sighs> but then they like break up to go like you know he goes off with Daniel goes off with his sister and what's his face is getting ready to go off Chris with Chris goes off with Chris yeah. is getting ready to go off with Emma Emma. See, I remember the name. And then huh. that and then that crazy friend comes in and is like out of the blue. Hey, all, I know I'm stupid. Hot dog water. Be- yes, yes, hot dog water. <laughs> I'm dumb, but you guys have what we all want. Don't ruin it. That's all I gotta say. Right. Thank you, Hot Dog Water. Thank (laughs) you. Your words have really changed us. Go back to your steaming pot. Right. Right. (laughs) Could you, like, maybe wash a dish and your armpits? Because I'd really appreciate that. But use different water. Different water. Or wash the dish first. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just because, like... You think some lamb chop grease would go better with all the other grease under her arm? or She's like all taking the lemons off the fish and putting them in her armpits. <laughs> I just know the power. <laughs> she just needs to know the power of Lysol and some <laughs> the grease cutting power of Dawn on that body. That's all I know. Oh, Ooh, she gets in a tub and you know it's going to have that layer of hot dog oh, grease on the top. On the top, yes. I have a self-skimming bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and she can't make the water too hot or her legs will split. Oh! <laughs> oh. Maybe she pokes holes in her legs <laughs> before she gets in the bath. What is happening? She goes out to suntan and it's like baloney. She just bubbles up in the middle. <laughs> Ooh, better flip her. And Whoa. she's just rolling on a bump in the middle. <laughs> the edges aren't going to get done. Just 
crack an egg in yeah, the, in Y'all the go on up to the Hollywood sign. I'm going to go to the 7-Eleven and take a roll. <laughs> take a roll on the oh like, like, The warmings. Yes. <laughs> so she gets equally, you got to roll these bumps out. Equally toasty. <laughs> we have just objectified a person as a hot dog. <laughs> If anybody finds that offensive, we just, we're sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you are. Look at you. Uh, I'm not sorry about the hot dog ones. I'm not sorry about the bologna because that is real. <laughs> I'm visual. real visual, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. So they're like, uh, back in the movie, they're like, oh, I guess we should get married. Let's do it right now. Okay. So I'm sure they're like, oh, this is the best solution. Except all the people at their wedding tomorrow is going to be disappointed. <laughs> right, you get to show up for a party. Right, congratulations. Our officiant canceled, and we couldn't think of any possible solution other than getting married the night before by someone else, or no, by no, the same person, person before yeah. she goes off to a Scorsese. <sighs> but anyway, I really liked that through the power of gay marriage, <laughs> that Adam Lambert guy and the old fuddy duddy guy got together sleeping on that couch together. I thought that was they sweet. They were cute. That was sweet. And then Willow is in there making up with her husband. Oh, that made me kind of sad. Why? Because they're like she. Because they were still in love. They just yeah, had issues. Know. But I know. she, she didn't realize that you know people aren't perfect. <laughs> right. That's Basically. kind of important. Mm-hmm. That's an important relationship skill. People are not perfect. And that just because and her feelings parents had are feelings, good, not facts. Right. <laughs> and just because her parents had like an amazing relationship. Um, doesn't doesn't mean that they didn't have to work at it. They right. just never saw them have to work at right, it. Right, because you try to work at that in behind closed doors, and so people right. are like, they think your relationship is perfect, but no, it's difficult, just like every relationship. This is such a learning episode. Look at us. The Three more hours you know, long. stars across the sky. Three hours long. But you know what? After an argument like that, I, I. I don't know. I I was like, please let him show up at the door and just want to be in love again. And I know. And that happened. It did. And then they all went to Lowe's for lights and Dunkin' Donuts and for th- coffee and donut cake. Right. Yay. Because there was not a Walmart around. But I tell you what, they made that beautiful backyard look beautiful. <laughs> it's true. They had a pool and everything. A little I trickling, know. cascading oh, pool. I want to marry a gay man. <laughs> I bet, like, don't do that. (laughs) There's plenty of straight woman that married a gay man and wishes they hadn't. That's true. But if he had, you could marry a bi man, pan man, a pan man, a pan man. Actually, you should marry a pan man just because that way you can walk around the house saying pan man. (laughs) Hey, pan man, what are we doing today? I don't know. I just thought we'd go get a cascading fountain for the backyard, Mm. and then you can just be like, Like, yes, (laughs) I married me a pan man. I'll let the audience know later on how that works out. <laughs> All right. So, here we are at the end of the movie. You know what that means, everybody. It's time for the ratings! Ratings! Oh, wait. Oh, Alan has another no. point. I'm going to take it back. Not time for the ratings! The pen. He goes and gets the oh, pen. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about that. Go ahead. They are cuddling outside and he decides now's the perfect time to give him his wedding gift Ugh. which is the loving pen that he got and the story the day like what's the story of the pen Ellen? he got like they went on their first date 
and they walked by a little stationery shop, and apparently Christopher was mesmerized by this pen in the window. How much is that pen in the window? Right, right. $300 is excessive. I it think was so a too. very expensive pen. But he was it so It better give me a back it. massage if it's going to be $300. <laughs> right. No, it better give me 15 orgasms in a row for $300. They got some of those things, y'all. <laughs> Better than a pen. But you got to be careful with a pen because you're just clicking it on, clicking it off, clicking it on, clicking it off, clicking it on, clicking it off. That's <laughs> just bad placement. That's true. <laughs> That's true. As a gay man, I'm horrified by this, but yeah. So, so anyway. they passed this pen in the window. <sighs> I can't get past clicking. Um... <laughs> And he was enamored with it, and for some reason, at that moment, he felt like he Daniel fell in love with Christopher. So he bought that pen, and has kept it all this time. Yeah, to give it to him at just the right moment when he knows that their life is going to be together forever. Oh my God, the feelings! Because he hasn't given it and to him up to this point because he, was he nervous. didn't want to. Because he didn't know if Christopher would remember, and then he uh, opens and it he up, so and immediately Christopher is like, "It's the pen from our first date," and I was like, "Oh my god!" I gushed. I went gay gush. <laughs> that means something different to me than it right. does you. <laughs> yeah, well, I gay gush cried. Okay, got it. From my eyes, <laughs> it was so sweet. It was so sweet. Now, but okay, now it's time for the ratings. <laughs> Take me to your ratings. Ratings! Yeah! It's so funny because Irene didn't used to sing about these moments, but now that we have actual songs. Now she does. Now she sings for them anyway. (laughs) It's just a placeholder. But I can't not put that yeah. in the show. Why? It's you adorable. Just, you just cut it and you put it. If you listen to the show. And to put the stuff they don't get on cut. the thing. It's like an intro for I mean, the I intro. I don't know how to cut it. <laughs> it's I'm an intro not. for the intro. It's an intro to the intro. All right. So ratings. I'll go first. I thought it was really cute and really gay. Two things I like. Uh, but it was also really slow. I'm giving it three out of five stars. But... I'm giving it a full five pride flags because it was gay <gasps> as fuck. <laughs> I'm also giving it five pride stars. Star- pride Whoa. flags. You're getting that mixed. Boop, 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 boop. I'm also you have a pansexual rating. <laughs> <laughs> it don't it don't care what it is. That's, it's all of them. It's all of them. All of them. <laughs> okay, five pride flags. Five of them. Five. Five. Yes, we got five. Go on. <laughs> Please go on. But um, bum bum. Go on to the rest. So, because <laughs> it was amazing and gay, and I enjoyed it, and I also love I'm Mark, and I gave it three stars because it was definitely shot in real time, and I spent twenty four hours watching that movie. It's slow for you. It's too. so slow. Okay. Alan? I gave it four stars because I really liked it. It it was a little slow in places, but I felt like I was identifying so much with the characters and the topics they were talking about. I can see that. I, I just really enjoyed it. So I gave it that and, of course, five pride flags because it was so gay. But I highly recommend it. So that's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Landline. 
watch it with us this week on Amazon Prime, then send your review to us at comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. We may just read it on the air. If you want to see us review a particular movie, you can send your suggestions to that address as well. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Productions and is copyright 2018. All rights reserved. Partial logo design provided by Wink Images on freepick.com and theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Irene, and Alan saying, It's It's your your gay gay thing! Ow! Do Do what what you wanna do! Gay! Doing it, doing bang it well. Bang a gong, bang a gong. Get it on. Get your peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Will I lose my dignity? Will someone care? Just keep it up. I'm going to put that at the end. The tango marine. Will I lay to our rope? Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. 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 I accidentally typed that Again. in an email once. Opportunities. 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 Yeah, I signed one of my emails at Great American Opportunities that way. <laughs> Great American <laughs> Alan Sanders, Great American Opportunities. Let's make America Opportunities again. <laughs> <laughs> Along with my boss's email that said, please me or Kim if you have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> she said it and immediately was like, how do I recall the message? You can't. It's like everybody's you can have questions, but there's a price, bitch. <laughs> Fuck a duck em. Fuck a duck em. Alan. 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 Are we ready for Alan. this? I'm ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> Which movie was that referencing? No, I was just excited. <laughs> We'd like to caution you that the following footage can be disturbing to some viewers. I'm going to cut that anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh my god! I was trying to figure out why that was just, so loud in my ear. He just took the mic and inserted it to directly. her butt to fart into it. <laughs> That's going in no, the show. It's not. You have no control. No, no, it isn't. That was totally cuttable. But I want to hear it later. <laughs> no. That's in the show. That was so loud. <laughs> With no explanation. <laughs> You're just going to cut it? <laughs> Everything around it? It's just going to be in there. People, people won't know who did it. <laughs> Pause it and let's hear it. I'm going to no. die. No. No, that's a treat for after the show if it's good enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus <God>. Christ. <laughs> Why? Why? Um... <laughs> I haven't slept in a long time, Alan. I'm impulsive. (laughs) Oh, God.
<laughs> oh my god! I wish people could see her face right now. I'm proud. She is proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. Oh, there's the smell. <laughs> no, no, there's air near the ground. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> it's like a warm hug. It's not like a warm hug. It's a warm hug from somebody you don't like <laughs> who's got halitosis. It's beautiful. Of the ass. It's beautiful. Who's got acetosis. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not beautiful. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Nothing. That's good. I wish we had a Patreon. That would go on it. <laughs> a what? A Patreon. You pay what? us an extra couple dollars a month, you get to hear Irene's farts. <laughs> 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 Ain't nothing wrong. I'm gonna put that at the end after the credits, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say <laughs> with a little bunk background. I'm gonna say we'd like to caution you that the following footage can be disturbing to some viewers. No one can see us. I know, but I don't want to. I don't want people to know. I don't want people to go into farting without a warning. So, trigger warning: <laughs> fart butts, <laughs> farty butts. Irene's farty butts Irene coming up. Irene had a butt baby on set. Season two is going to feature scratch and sniff stickers. <laughs> of my warm hugs? What did Irene eat last night? <laughs> warm hugs. Meatloaf? <laughs> You're nasty. Quesadillas? I can't stand you. Quesadillas? Shitloaf. <laughs> Maybe I'm lactose intolerant. Shut up. Feel sorry for me. Oh, God. Okay, so let's go back anyway, to ages. Anyway. You know, the cow says moo. What does the megalodon say, Irene? <laughs> I like it. 